Coming up on OTH, Ray and I discuss patch 12.4 with a ton of champion changes. We also talk about CoreJJ getting his green card and what that means for Team Liquid, as well as what's going on with TSM support moving down to Academy uh, before getting into week two of the LCS. We hope you enjoyed this episode of On the Hunt. to episode 45 of On The Hunt, a League of Legends podcast. I'm your co-host Chris, aka The World Blocker, because I, I put my headphones on a lot, I just kind of leave them in, and the outside world is just, doesn't exist to me when I have my headphones on. Because um, I have like a lot of noise canceling, like different headphones, like AirPods Pro, and also um, a headset as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, I just can't hear anything else, and a lot of stuff could be like, going on. both at the same time? So I have done that before when I, I used to have like really annoying labors. And then also like sometimes <laughs> um, when I used to live with my mom, like she would babysit my niece and nephew and they're just loud little fucks. And so, yeah, so once, yeah, I used to wear both of them at the same time and it was Damn. very peaceful. I can believe it. I like that. And I would say, yeah, give it a try sometime. <laughs> and <laughs> and they, um, they work pretty well in airplanes as well. And also joining us today is our other co-host, Raymond. How's it going, man? Dude, it's going good. Going good. You know, it's what's been, it's been the Lost Ark week, pretty much, right? Like, that was, that was where we For me, it has week. been. Yeah. yeah. I think you a little bit more than me, but, you know, we're both getting there. I'm on the way. I'm catching up. Yeah, I'm really enjoying the game, still trying to figure it out. But on Saturday, I had my, my big D-Gen day, played for, like, maybe... 12 or 14 hours yeah and i had a blast doing it and i haven't done something like that in, in quite some time um but I'm, I'm really enjoying the game so far and i i don't know how much longer i'll play it and i kind of i'm really only playing it because i know some other people that play it and that that's the fun in it for me is like yeah not just i i like the feeling of knowing that i'm progressing towards something but also I like that I can play it for like short bursts of time and I feel like I'm getting somewhere. And then also I don't get mad playing this game, unlike some other games, TFT fuck you. <laughs> and also I like playing also, with my friends. Yeah, you got a squad. I feel like that's definitely what makes it like in MMOs. Like some some are fun, you know, to play. Like you can do the leveling, you can do some dungeons, just matchmake or play it solo or whatever, but the end game and, and like the the actual progression of it, I feel like, is fun when you can play with people and and shoot for something rather than just like mindlessly do the grind. Yeah, and honestly, that's why I don't have a sub for Final Fantasy fourteen right now. I really like that game, and I probably played it for like I played it for three months. In the last month, I just I was playing by myself because I didn't know anyone else who played it anymore. And I really like it, and I would play more. I just don't have anyone to play with. And I I was like in a guild, but like didn't really talk to them. It was kind of weird. But anyways. Let's talk League of Legends, of which I have played <laughs> zero of in the last week. Yeah, I've I've got I actually played the last couple of days. I've played a little bit just because I think um, I think I was a little like I wasn't super degen on Lost Ark, but I played it enough on like Thursday, Friday, Saturday that I was you know I was taking a break the last few days, just like you know I can play some League instead. You know that's that's a good mix it up a mixer upper. You know how did those yeah. games go? Uh, they were pretty good. I was playing. I was playing some games where I was uh, playing with some uh, friends who are either new to the game or haven't played in a little while. So it was some very, uh, very low. That's an adventure. 
yeah, it was an adventure. I was doing my best to carry as many games as I could. Uh, but it was fun. It, uh, those are like, you know, it's a special kind of challenge. As long as <laughs> I, I always feel bad. Um, I, f- I feel bad when it's like they're like when it's actually people that are new to the game. I'm like, man, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I can try to help you some, but, you know, like you're just going to feed. I'm not going to lie. Like those games, sometimes it's rough. But as long as they're like, OK with it and not like mad, like, fuck, I'm dying. I'm 0 and 12 or whatever. Like, it's like, hey, man, it's OK. We're just having fun. It's not a big deal. Yeah, I kind of sometimes I like playing um, with like recently level 30 people as well, because then the matchmaking is like sometimes like in your favor, sometimes not. Where like sometimes the person in their lane is also level 30 or like just a little bit better. And then like you can still like hard carry through that. And then sometimes the other person is like the one closer to your skill level in their lane. But then there's a different part of the map that's like their skill level, and that's the side you can still punish. So it's right. kind of fun in that sense, where like there's somebody you can pick on in those games <laughs> um, to make up for the weakness on your side. Yeah, yeah. I think we always we always managed to keep it like pretty competitive. You know, there were a couple games. I, there was one I think where it was like, you know, I had like the top side of the map was hard losing. You know, like like multiple people with like ten kills. It was like scary, but. We'd, we'd stalled out long enough to make it a freaking slobber knocker. And I, I think I had like 20-something kills by the end, but we still lost. But it was okay. Dang. You're having a lot of like 20x kills lately. Like more than there yeah. probably should be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's tough. I mean, we're playing against like literal, it's like iron or bronze or like sub-30 players. So it's like, yeah. I'm not going to take too much credit for it. Um, but yeah, well, those sound like a blast. And then also, we can just go ahead and jump right into patch 12.4 with 11 champion buffs, if I counted that correctly, and 6 champion nerfs, so a lot of adjustments here, and then some of the um, same changes to the support items that we talked about in the preview last week, and then also just a couple of other gems thrown into this patch so far. So starting with champions, was there anything that kind of caught your eye that either we didn't discuss last time or is a little new here? Yeah, I think one, I don't know, I don't remember if we talked about this last time, but the Kiana nerf is kind of nice, I think. Um, they nerfed the damage on her uh, passive, which is how she, I think that's one of the ways that she really does surprise people with like passive resets, you know, when she changes elements and that kind of stuff. So um, nice to nice to get some damage down on that. Hopefully she's not terrorizing more more games. Okay, yeah, that's kind of a a weird way that I would think about, like, uh, adjusting her. Dude, it's so crazy lately where I feel like Keanu ulti is not fair sometimes with the way that it looks. I feel like it pushes you a little farther than it it looks like it does. But And also, I'm pretty sure enemy Keanos always push you farther. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure when I play Kiana, I always push them, like, into absolutely nothing. Like, it must go in the wrong direction. (laughs) It's so crazy. Yeah. Um, anything else for you? Not a lot catches my attention. There's a lot of like adjustments to Vigar here that kind of caught my attention, like higher cooldown on his um, E for the first couple of levels, and then also just some adjustments to his stats as well. Yeah, I saw that too. I thought it was kind of interesting that they mentioned that it's like a bot specific nerf. You know, like I'm I'm kind of someone who plays 
I'll, I'll dabble in the the mages bot like the zigs and the vigars and the Syndras every once in a while you know when my team is picking all ad the rest of the map um but i kind of see what they mean by this change i think it like the armor stuff it's like it's a wash by like level eight so it's not really that big of a deal i think and like the e nerf just seems like a pretty impactful nerf anyway the two seconds like at early ranks like until until you get to like level nine or like level 11 i guess and have a couple points in it like it's gonna be a like significantly longer uh cooldown on his cage so i don't know i don't know what to think about that too much but i'll probably still pick him bot lane just because he's a fun champ yeah not the end of the world just kind of interesting to see um okay so anything else for any champions that interests you from this patch I don't know. I'm just, you know, I mean, we. I think we talked about a lot of these uh, adjustments last last time. So probably just like looking to see if um if like these Zeri changes are really effective. I want to see actually if the Zaya changes bring people back to a, a crit build. Um, it's it's. I'm surprised almost they didn't like do an adjustment to hit the lethality build more, like and just like gave a raw buff to the crit focus but we'll see we'll see what that does i think the other one just just for our uh, c9 enjoyers um, i'm interested to see if the alawi buff the like that seemed like a pretty significant buff to like her her baseline effectiveness giving her more percent hp on her w hit um and i know that ls is a a big alawi enjoyer himself so we might see fudge playing some alawi mid come next week or whenever the patch get makes it to lcs yeah dude it's I, I I the way I've seen it LS played a few times on stream and I think the way that it's like supposed to operate is kind of similar to um like how Ivern lanes where it's like you just haven't you have just enough push and like some sustain to like ignore uh, a lot of harass from you know the other laner uh, so if it's like a mage if it's like Victor or something and they they don't really have kill threat on you if you just go and try and clear the wave. Uh, so you just slam your tentacles and take them down. But then at the same time, you have like more more than Ivern in that sense. You have a good bit of like actual kill pressure, like lane pressure, if you can land your E consistently. So it's it's playable. It's playable, I would say. Yeah, I would say if you if you land your E, it's playable. True. True. Yeah. True. That's probably the most important part, or like the and also the most terrifying part about playing against an Alawi. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then um, outside of Champions, there's a couple of things that kind of interest me so far. Uh, the first thing is being allowed to ping your ally item cooldowns. So now you can ping your allies um, Zanyas and, and stuff like that for those long cooldowns. True, yeah. Or their, their Gale Forces or something like that. Make sure you let them know they didn't use it. Or you can see <laughs> if they, it's really like on cooldown or not. Yeah, I do. I do think that's weird that they like you couldn't really do that before or like be able to tell. Um, but yeah, I, I think it'll be nice to be able to check cooldowns. I feel like I, I I'll do that for flash sometimes and like ultimates already. So it is weird that you can't do that for stuff like Zonya's. Yeah, I feel like before. this is this is like a couple years late <laughs> compared yeah. to some of the other stuff. <laughs> Honestly, uh, another thing that's kind of interesting here is their increasing the cost for reju- reju feed so now it's just double the cost and then also sells back for lust so you're more incentivized to build into something uh, 
just kind of came out of nowhere in my opinion um just kind of interesting as well yeah it's kind of weird i think what probably prompted it is more there's i think it's been like a colleagues that i've noticed it on going just like the triple rejuve like start instead of um you know opting for a dorian's item or a, like dark seal or something um and i don't know that I, I I feel like Akali's kind of the only one who can really abuse it, right? Because it's an energy champ, and she's like weak as fuck early, so you don't really need more damage because it's useless. Um, so it's more just a hit to those like weird specific things. I don't know. It is it is like surprising almost. It's gonna feel weird to have such an expensive reju feed after all these years of it being less than two hundred. Yeah, I'm probably like like one day we'll look back and we'll we'll remember these days. You could just buy like, three off the start or something like that, or buy like five of them in a ram just right yeah. off the bat. <laughs> it reminds me of the uh, like thirteen pot like Katarina and Mordekaiser starts back in the day. You remember those? Like yeah, days, or you could four days. yeah, or you could start red pot or something like that mm-hmm. um, for top laners. Yeah, Jesus, how toxic were those, man? <laughs> Um, and then I also kind of want to talk about the support um, item thing again. We covered it in the preview, but they're doing some adjustments to kind of combat against the, the smite top roaming support um, play style that's kind of been dominating a lot of higher level play. And I saw a couple of pros tweet on Twitter that this is still probably not enough and it'll still probably run, run rampant um, even when this change goes through. So they'll just be like even more time with support tops um, showing up in LCS Academy and LCS as well. Um, And so do you want to go over these uh, changes again? Sure. Yeah. I mean, if we want to, I'll touch on what they are real quick. Um, They changed the, I think the big thing they changed was that um, the way that the CS penalty works now is a little different. It's basically earlier in the game before five minutes, you can only CS two minions per minute before reaching the penalty. Uh, where previously it was four minions per minute. After five minutes, it's still the four minions per minute like it was before. Uh, but so the the general strategy for the smite support tops that we've seen recently has been like you just lane kind of like as normal for the first few minutes. I think you still start you start with the support item right, so that's why it matters. And you can kind of CS you know four minions per minute is like two per wave. So you take like melee minions or the cannon, and then the rest of the time you're just trying to push the wave or trying to catch all the XP and CS when you can and harass when you can to get your uh, item stacks up. And then after that, it's like after level three, it's like, I'm out of there. So this kind of forces you that like those first couple waves, you get a little less gold. Uh, and then also like, it just takes a little bit longer for you to come online that way. I don't know. I think, I don't, I don't know. You have any thoughts about that part of it? Like, is that, I really don't effect? care about that part of it. <laughs> Yeah, I guess the other part is that's pretty interesting is with um, how it's been abusing like bounties, and so the the gold yeah. bounties that come from um, from objectives and that kind of stuff is now based. It's like it's basically diminished if you have another support item on your team. Um, so objective bounty gold is like a lot. Like say your team is up by two thousand gold, but the enemy team has two. Uh, two smites on their team right or two support items on their team then that 2000 gold lead is actually treated as like much less um so that way that they that team doesn't get 
like the objective bounties online faster, which like as of now it would like obviously come into effect really quickly because that champ is just not CSing. Um I think that part that part does seem pretty impactful just in terms of like the team, you know, I I feel like now it is kind of weird that you'll see teams just not you know, you're you're just kind of going along doing this random um you know, support top uh strategy and then later into the game it's still relatively even overall, you know, like your carries are as fed as their carries, you just have a support instead of a tank or a bruiser top. And then suddenly you have objective bounties just because your top laner has decided not to farm. Um, so yeah, hopefully that kind of ties or puts things more in line with how they expected it. Yeah, I foresee that there's probably going to be even more adjustments coming in the next patch. But so it seems like the first round robin is of the LCS is just going to be dominated by, or maybe not dominated, but we'll we'll see more of support top. The, yeah, I'm kind of near future. Yeah, I'm interested to see. Like, it's, thus far, it seems like people haven't come up with any counter strats to it. You know, like somebody was talking about it. Maybe it was like Mark Z that I was hearing through something. But like, you know, with with lane swaps, I feel like people were doing their best to try and come up with like, oh, how do we optimally lane swap, or how do we, you know, what could we do to punish their lane swap if they do do it? You know, whether that's diving on the strong side or or like you do some cheese stuff to like sneak more farm into your top laner that's on the weak side of the lane swap i think mark z was talking about doing like the optimal strat is really just like send your ad carry into the top lane instead of letting like your top laner do it and like early on you can have right some like pretty decent kill pressure out of a a normal like a more normal top laner with a support against a normal adc in support um, you know, like imagine like an Aurelia with a Leona rather than just like a Caitlyn Leona versus something. Um, and then your Caitlyn goes top against a Janna and just pushes in farms and gets uh, plate bounties and that kind of stuff. So like, I wonder if like we haven't seen any counter strats like that yet or, you know, more like draft targeting. Uh, you know, people are still kind of just sticking with like Trinibir and Graves, which have been like normal meta picks and just going whole breaker and trying to punish it that way. So I don't know if, I don't know if we're like, we've yet to see what the real counters are. And now that this is nerfed, it's going to open up like people to actually try to, to do something about it rather than just like let them continue to get away with it or handshake the lane. Yeah. We'll say I'm, it's kind of cool that like last week I was talking about Trindamir and then all of a sudden <laughs> all these people are playing Trindamir. In the LCS, yeah. <laughs> and I like the adaptation where I, I think they are building Holebreaker first and then um, Mythic item second, and mm. yeah, they're just really trying to push that advantage, even if it even if it is against like um, a traditional lane. Like I think I saw one where it, it was someday on Trinomir and the other person was Graves top. I can't remember yeah. who it was. Um, Maybe but yeah, that, was that one impact game, the EG hundred. Oh, you're right, you're right, and the, yeah. and impact didn't die. I don't think. Um, for like you know, yeah. the first half of the game, but yeah, someday just was able to generate a lot of golden pressure that way. Yeah, it is. I do think it's kind of funny um, how people like that. That's what I mean, though. It feels like almost people aren't like like those are normal meta picks, right? Like that's also the picks that people are punishing into the support tops. But like, if they don't pick support top, you're just like, yeah, I'm good with this anyway, too. 
yeah, I'll be looking forward to see if anyone does um, more adaptations like you were talking about, maybe doing some lane swaps and grabbing more plates that way or something like that. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely more opportunities to explore. I bet, I bet C9 is going to have some stuff cooked up if somebody tries to pick like <laughs> Janatop against them. Yeah, that'd be really cool if like you know a team like really hard punishes or something like that, and um, a team like Cloud9 that has a lot of um, resources to be able to internally scrim and test stuff like that, and like you know really just play the first ten minutes and see how, how like punishing that would be. Um, if you did something like unexpected, then. They, you know, they would be the team to pull something like that off. Yeah. Uh, anything else in the patch that, that catches your eye? Uh, no, not for me, I think. I think we got we got through most of that stuff. I didn't look through any of the bugs or anything, so you tell me if there were any good bug fixes in this one. I guess yeah. we also didn't talk about Admiral... Uh, what's her name? Renata. Oh, Renata. Yeah, she in. is going to be coming out this patch, I believe. February 17th is the release date, so you'll be able to play and, yeah, just play her. Which reminds me, I haven't bought Zeri yet and after her price reduced, so I should go do that. Oh, yeah, get on that, dude. Uh, also, with the, yeah, so what this patch is going to be Admiral, um, Renata Skin, Shockblade, Kiana, Shen, and Kassadin, which look pretty cool. Firelight Echo. And then they have here Brave Phoenix Zaya Prestige Edition. I thought that already came out. Or maybe it was just not the prestige, and the prestige is here now. So that does look pretty sweet. Yeah, I don't know about the, maybe. Are they, haven't they been talking about doing like prestige revamps now? Like they're like we're tired of just having gold chromas, and now we're going to do like some real redesigns for it. I don't know if this is the first one of those, or if that's if we're both just collectively misremembering that. I have not been on top that of that discussion or that kind of stuff with prestige. It seems like or... I have seen stuff. I don't know that I've read it, but like I thought I saw something about that. Maybe we'll come back to that. That'll be a research topic for next episode. Yeah. But those skins cool. I do think are kind of cool. It's cool to have the Firelight Echo finally come back. Like hopefully they made some good changes to that. And the Cassidy skin, I feel like it kind of is going to look like the splash art reminds me a lot of the Cosmic Reaver Cassidy, but it does seem like a cool theme for him. Yeah, Cosmic Reaver is pretty cool. I wonder how, like, how... I mean, the the Lee Sin skin is, like, you know, so crazy with how nice it is. So I wonder if any of these skins are going to approach that at all. And then, yeah, I, I think um, I think what you were alluding to is that the Firelight Echo, it, had, it was, like, not as polished as it should be for the skin price line that it was in. And so, yeah, hopefully they added some new effects or whatever was needed to bring it in line with, I think, other... Um, you know, skins in this price line. Yeah. It feels like they were like, they were, it was missing animations or like extra voice lines or something that people were like, this should be in here for whatever this price line is. And, and normally it is right. And they said like, look, we scrapped it cause we had to get it out in time or whatever. And, and so they, they brought it back. I think, I think the main one I remember was they were actually going to give him like a hoverboard on his like speed, like his fast running like animation. So I think they did that for sure. Uh, I mean, I I would think that's um, from the start. Like that. That's what I thought point. too. I think that's probably why a lot of people were mad. <laughs> yeah, I'd be pretty. Yeah, I thought that was the whole point. Okay, so we did a good. I mean, a decent rundown of patch twelve point four. Um, next True. up, we've just got all, all things LCS. So, uh, you know, usually we record on Tuesdays. Today we're recording on Wednesday, 
And thank goodness this time because a little bit of extra news came out um, so far this week. So the first thing that um, I've got here is uh, it looks like Core JJ is receiving U.S. citizenship um, with his green card as well. And with that, he would be considered a resident as far as LCS um, import restrictions go. And then that's particularly important for Team Liquid because then he can also play alongside the other supports. I mean, the other imports in his team as well, such as Whippo and Hansama. So um, I think it. I think it started off with one thing with like TL Duodo just tweeting a, a picture of TF, and the card yeah. he's holding is like just photoshopped to be green, and then. <laughs> I think I have seen some other reports of like, oh yeah, it's they're reporting that Core JJ has received the the residency status. So, any commentary on that, my good sir? I, you know, at this point, I'm just like excited to see what TL looks like with their real roster. I think, as far as I know, they've actually been like scrimming with this full roster when they can. Um, like, you I know, think so, so even too. though, yeah, even though Ala's playing the um, stage games the last couple of weeks, it's they've it's not like they're out of practice even though core hasn't been able to play so hopefully that means you know we're gonna see like the full power of team liquid and there's not going to be more you know growing pains or anything as they adjust and you know even if even if there were like even if they hadn't been able to scream i feel like core is the kind of guy that would be able to come into the team anyway and they'd be fucking good so i'm excited to see you know a teal that's already looked pretty decent come in with you know their full their full power of the world championship MVP, you know Core JJ. Yeah, and then I I was watching a bunch of um, Travis Gafford videos over the weekend. I saw an interview with Ayla, and it seemed like he was doing a, um, a good fit on Team Liquid. And I actually kind of liked the way he was playing from what I've seen out of him in the lock in tournament, as well as um, in the first few games of the spring split as well. So a uh, shame that he's. He might go back down to academy for now, and it, it it almost feels like a bit of a Jenkins situation from last year, where it's like, yeah, this guy should be an LCS, um, but also feels nice to like like have the mentorship of Core JJ at the same time when you're you know in the academy team of the yeah. of that team. Hope hopefully for Ayla's sake, it's not like a Jenkins situation where it's like you showed up pretty good and then next year you're on CLG. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll probably talk more about that later about CLG. <laughs> yeah. and, and then speaking of CLG, the next topic I have here is a TSM Shen Yi being moved to Academy um, from like a kind of a <clears throat> kind of an announcement that TSM had put out on Twitter. And it, it it's not really clear. Like it just said he was going to go to Academy. And the um, I think the next, you know, re- inference is that he's not going to be playing an LCS as well. But whoever the academy yeah. support is will be playing an LCS in his spot. I, I think I did see that confirmed by uh, their their CEO, the TSM CEO, whether that was like through like their Discord or something. But it, it wasn't oh, on okay. that main tweet. But that is, that's what's going to happen as of now. It's it's their academy support, Yersan, is taking over the LCS spot this weekend. And uh, Shenyi is going to academy. Yeah, so I'm there's that. You know, it's only been two weeks and four games of the LCS and they're I think in that TSM announcement they were kind of citing that um his he hasn't adjusted to North America um just quite yet and, and that that's kind of the, the reason for putting him down to Academy. Um yeah. but you know, so what are your thoughts so far on just um uh, first the movement in general, and then secondly 
maybe any maybe your thoughts on kind of any implications that this might have for where the TSM roster is at right now. Yeah, I mean this one this this one seems like kind of bad to me. Not not gonna lie, like of I, I feel like from the last couple of weeks you could tell that Shenyu is usually not like on the same page as the rest of the team, or maybe rather the other way around where like he would be going for like some pretty sick plays, you know, like, like engages where like, he's obviously ahead of the team and that kind of stuff. Um, and maybe people wouldn't follow up or it was just like, they were obviously too far away to follow up, you know, whether that's, they're not getting in position when he's like saying, Oh, I'm looking for this, that kind of stuff. You know, it's hard to tell, but, um, like it was, it was clear they were out of sync regardless. Right. So the the benching like on its own, you know, makes sense to me from that aspect. But then to say like, oh, it's just because he hasn't adjusted to NA. I don't know how that like how that necessarily ties into the on stage issues we saw. So I don't know. It it does seem a little shaky. Um, I don't know. The other thing I don't know if you saw the Travis Gafford tweeted out that like there was like apparently TSM is also like let go of somebody in their coaching staff and he didn't say who in the report, but like, like that, that speaks of like more internal issues and probably there were disagreements, you know, about, about maybe this benching or whatever, you know, whatever led to it internally. Uh, so that speaks a lot more about like, it seems like there's some stuff going on in TSM behind the scenes. And I don't know, I don't know what to expect from them coming up until we hear anymore about you know this benching and and the team's performance in the weekend yeah it just seems like um a lot of trouble is going on in inside of that team at this time and so eh kind of worried about it i will say that i I actually have don't have anything else to say on this topic unless um if you do yeah i mean like i don't know i just the last thing would be that i'm surprised that they're this quick to make changes about this kind of thing like i would have thought that Mm -hmm. like the beginning of the season they sounded pretty you know even like the week before lcs started and speak of being on hotline league or in interviews or whatever sounded you know it it didn't seem like tsm was going to be good from those that perspective um you know i doubt anybody expected to be oh four bad but uh i wasn't expecting them to be good so to be this quick to make changes, you know, it's only after week two and I don't know. I I think that sounds like it might be a little, a bit of a like quick trigger finger for, for those kind of things. Um, when that doesn't seem like that would be the approach from the, the whole of the team going in. So I, I feels to me like there must be something more going on that we're, we're not hearing about. Yeah, and then also I just feel bad for him, like coming here. He, he and you know from having watched TSM Legends, like he didn't even know um, Kai Duo, like they had just met each other back in January as well. So right. he kind of yeah, he's actually just here on his own by himself in a new country, and now they just put him down to academy, and so that must be pretty tough. It like I don't know why, like I'm seeing it from that perspective as well, but yeah, so there's yeah. some stuff going on there. Yeah, I definitely feel bad for the guy. Now let's talk about some LCS. You know, last week I had kind of focused our discussions on the the breakout of Cloud9, you know, the true roster coming out with LS, Summit, um, and the other two Koreans, um, Winsome and 
uh, Berserker. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I also listened to the Winsome interview with Travis Gafford and um, where Travis asked him like, so how do you have residency again? And so it's just <laughs> kind of cool. like to have to, you know, get that out of him and see that I answered. Um, but anyways, um, so this week, you know, I think that this week is, was kind of TL's week where they had some important matches this week, you know, in comparison to how the standings were, where they beat, um, they were able to beat cloud nine on Saturday and then also defeat, the, the last undefeated team with in FlyQuest as well. So had some pretty big implications on the league uh, with TL's uh, two games, and they won both of them. Were you able to catch any of Team uh, Liquid's games from this past weekend? Yeah, I definitely was able to... The the C9 game, I was able to watch that one. That seemed like the kind of highlight of the weekend for me. Definitely they were... It was a a battle of the Titans, and a like really exciting game to watch, pretty back and forth, pretty tense. Um we got to see Blabber bring out Karthus for the first time, you know, the the LS picks, that kind of stuff. Um, and then Whippo just continuing to take over games with his play on Gragas, you know, being finding some really creative flanks and engages and saving them in fights. Um, so that, that, that game definitely looked like, damn, TL is good. Um, you know, at the same time, it kind of felt like, damn, C9 is good too, because they were both, like, pushing each other in that, like, in both ways. But, uh, I don't know. TL, I agree with you. They definitely looked like really good, and that's still without Core JJ. So let's see what they look like in week three. Am I right? Yeah. So I would say that was contender for game of the week if I had to pick one uh, for me. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I would say game of the week. If not, you know, like I, I think that one next to probably the the TSM Golden Guardians one were both like really entertaining. I think the TL um, C9 <laughs> one was maybe a little bit more high level, but yeah, I definitely agree. Agreed. Agreed. And so um, with that, just kind of putting a, putting a story to the week, I'm just going to go over the, the records at the end of week two. So um, there are five teams still tied for first place um, with a three and one record that makes cloud nine Dignitas quantum pay Team Liquid, FlyQuest, and 100 Thieves. Next up, we have Evil Geniuses and Golden Guardians, both at 2-2. Two and two. Um, In 8th place, we have Immortals at 1-3. and three. And then lastly, we have TSM and CLG tied for 0-4. And, um, and interestingly, I do believe that they will be playing each other not next week. Okay, so yeah, not, not this week, but the week after, I think. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I think um, that's also um, this prior weekend was also a good weekend for a Golden Guardians because they had a two zero weekend here. Um, I, I went over TSM like you were saying, what in a, that ended in a base race, and then also a victory over CLG. So just nice to see them in high spirits and getting a two zero over um, you know people lower the two, in the league, the two bottom teams. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I agree that like Golden Guardians, obviously it's like not statement wins, but you want to be able to take those games over, you know, teams that are clearly underperforming at the moment or either underperforming or just performing badly. So good, good for those guys. I yeah. Thought, um, yeah. Okay. I was just going to say, I, I think, I think like the, the TSM game, you know, it obviously looks sloppy. I don't know. I don't know that I remember watching the, the Golden Guardians CLG game, but like, those kind of games it's like i'm i'm fine getting the win even if it was a fucking mess you know like i'm i'm proud of that one yeah 
And then um, the last game that I want to talk about from last weekend is the 100 Thieves versus Immortals game on Saturday. I would probably consider this one an upset where um, it's just in the sense that I still look at 100 Thieves as like, you know, the last splits winner. And so I have Mm -hmm. just a little, you know, pretty high expectations for them to run it back here in this split. And then um, just great to see Immortals pull out their first win of this um, of the season. And I think that I think they were trying to say on the broadcast that this is the first win that they've gotten, period. Um, yeah, because even in lock in, they maybe they didn't win any games. So I, I'm not, I haven't fact checked that, but I think that's what they were saying. Yeah, I think they were owned for um, in their in their group as well. Um, so they got you know they didn't even go to knockouts, and then they started out owned two in week one. So six games in a row lost, and then they come back to beat defending LCS champions. Yeah, there you go. So that's just the last game that I kind of wanted to highlight. Yeah, that one definitely, um, I, I remember watching that one was pretty fun too. Just getting to see, like, it, it felt like a little bit like um, Closer was just going to take over the game. He was on Viego. He got really fed again. And it was like, man, you know, Immortals just can't catch a break. Closer's too good. But they, they pulled it out. You know, they hung in there. And I think they kind of had the better comp. I feel like they had, uh, they had like, bringing back the Tom Kench support and uh, Revenge was holding down top lane with the whole breaker graves and stuff. Um, but it looked like, looked like a good game from, from that team. I was, this one I thought was going to be almost, uh, I almost expected hundred thieves to be like, damn, are we actually like even good anymore after this game? Cause their, their Sunday matchup against EG, you know, that looked like that was going to be the, the hard match of the week. And then they lose to immortals who looked pretty bad admittedly over the first week. Right. And it's like, damn, they're just gonna, they're just going to start tumbling. Is a hundred thieves even good, but they pulled it back on the next day, but you know, like not not a great look for for these guys to lose to Immortals, I think. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else for the last week's set of games before we look forward to the next week? Uh, let's see. The last uh, there was one other game. It was the the Dig EG game that was the first game on Saturday. That was a fucking mess of a game too, if I remember right. But now there's been so much other stuff that's been going on this week that I forget. Um. Let me look back if I can scroll. Oh right, this was this was EG EG picked the uh, Enchanter top. Impact was playing Karma uh, to start the game out, and it was like they just it it wasn't going like super well for them. Like they it felt like they couldn't execute on the dives. Uh, EG was or Dignitas was just kind of getting ahead. Impact was getting picked off a couple times, but in the end, it was really EG that was you know I mean they just. It's not fair. You had the Enchanter top. They had Olaf jungle. They had Quirky and Jinx just to round out the full scaling comp. So they they pulled it out after a long hard battle. But it was like it was funny. I remember in the cast they were talking about Fake God. You know this this split's gonna be so fucked for top laner stats. Just like you know fasting Senna splits have been fucked for eighty carry stats. Uh, but Fake God had like a seven times the CS of his opponent. You know that kind of stuff. Uh huh. Was fun to watch. Yeah, I do remember that because I remember it sticking out to me because there was an Ari in that game. Yeah, that that was like it felt like Blue was doing his best to you know like it was a, it was a really weird game just because the teams were like you know trying to group but nobody wants to fight the the Karma team and then the game ended with like a weird base race where like it was it was just Ari split pushing against the Corky 
and he was into the base, and then Dignitas was trying to, like, stop backs, but EG was able to force the fight, and then Dignitas just gets aced, and Blue can't really do anything against the quirky wave clear. He can't just walk past him to hit the Nexus, so it was just, a like, a slow death for Dignitas after, like, keeping the game pretty close for most of the way. Um, but it was, you know, like, a re- it was really, like, a weird situation more than anything. Not, like, a really disappointing way to end it. Like, you can see the thought process that both sides were going through, but it just didn't work out for Dignitas in the end. Yeah, and so I'm really happy with the way that Dignitas um, has been going along this split so far. Um, I think, and I think a lot of people are caught off guard because they still have some um, newer players on their team, like Fake God and, and Neo. Um, and then they've got... Um, with with bringing back Balfrost, I think a lot of people are impressed with him so far as well. And so I want to take that into looking forward to next week as well. Um, so one matchup I am looking forward to is um, Dignitas versus FlyQuest on Saturday. Uh, with both having three and one records, I'm interested to see you know who's going to come up on top on that one. Yeah, it's really it's really kind of interesting at this point that we have the full league. Like half the league is at a three and one record, and it, I don't know. I don't know who to say is like wrongfully there yet, you know, like everybody's kind of shown like, yeah, they can, they can scrap with the top teams at least. Um, Even, even EG is two and two and they're two and two with golden guardians, but I feel like EG is like a lot better than golden guardians still. But what do I know? I don't have the proof of that. So it'll be interesting to see how any, any of those teams that are three and one, like you said, the dig fly matchup is a good one to see if like, they can prove like, oh yeah, we're way better than those guys. Like, even though our records are the same, you know, one way or another, it's going to shake out one way. Yeah. And then, um, C9's got the good treatment next week there. They will be playing against CLG and then TSM. Um, and then any other matchups that, um, you're kind of looking forward to for next weekend. Uh, I'm kind of interested to see some more EG games still. I'm, I'm liking their team. I've been watching some of Danny's stream when he's been streaming uh, Champions Key this week. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of those guys, so I'm excited to see their game against TL on Saturday. Uh, you know, again, like I feel like EG, like I just said, they're they're probably not like deserving of this like sixth place two and two spot. You know, so hopefully they uh, get another shot to prove themselves against one of the top teams in TL. Yeah, and speaking of which, I saw that. Jojo is number one in Champions Q right now, and I think even number two and number three are taken up by some people on the um, EG organization. So, props to them for keeping it up so far. Yeah, yeah, Champions Q. I I think that's been really fun to watch is seeing all the the guys like tryharding and getting to listen to comms and all that. So, yeah, I was wondering if we should you know start keeping track of like uh, who who's top five in Champions Q this week and kind of do a little bit of like a snapshot week by week. Maybe we can start doing something like that um, next time. Yeah, we might be able to look into that. Sounds kind of cool. Um, any other matches from um, this upcoming week that you want to talk about? Mm, I don't know, man. I think uh, I think honestly, we kind of hit. Um, I think I'm still going to be watching like C9 games whenever we can, just to see what shit they pull out this week. Um, I, I'm I'm still. That's honestly, I'm just interested to see if, if they keep it going or you know like if every game is going to be something spicy or if we're going to just see like randomly like a totally standard comp you know maybe they pick Renekton but I'll watch those games as well for sure for sure and then um so with that we can go ahead and round out this episode with some picks of the week which is a little difficult for me given that I haven't played the game (laughs) but I but I got a little something for you okay hit me with it okay so I haven't played the game, so I don't have a real pick. 
But my pick of the week will be um, that video that came out, I think, yesterday uh, on Reddit where, like, the Tom Kench, like, spits out a minion and it curves around the Yasuo wind wall somehow. <laughs> like, like I curvy. don't think I saw this one, but that sounds sick. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, it's so it's, like, it shows, like, it's, like, a clip where it shows, like, that scene from that movie Wanted with Angelina Jolie where, like, they curve bullets in that movie for some reason. And then, uh-huh. yeah, so in the clip, he, like, the Tom Kench spits, and it's old Tom Kench when you could, like, eat minions and spit them out. Um, right, right. So I don't even know how this, like, why this clip is being posted all of a sudden. But anyway, he spits <laughs> it, and like the enemy Yasuo wind walls, and it like the, you can watch the minion in slow motion just ignore the wind wall, like wrap around it, and then still hit the Yasuo. It's like it's pretty entertaining. <laughs> it's not even that funny, honestly. It's just like what the fuck? We, and like you caught that on camera, yeah, and then posted it months later after the Tom Kent reworked uh, for some sweet karma. Damn. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, that. that'll be my my pick of the week. All right, all right. I'll give you I'll give you a, a normal pick of the week then. Um, and this one I don't know. It feels it feels boring just because I'm like every once in a while I feel like I'm already tired of this champ, but I get this you know I have a little bit of I don't know something's tingling in me uh, to say that Caitlyn's my pick of the week. Um, <laughs> she's like I don't know. I, I made jokes about it all the time. That was when we played in college. That was like the only champ I was allowed to play on the team just because that was the fucking meta. And so sometimes when it's the Caitlyn meta, it's just like, man, I'm so bored of playing Caitlyn or seeing Caitlyn. It's just like a normal long range AD carry. If she's really ahead, it's really oppressive. If she's behind, it's really useless. But the, like, I don't know. The champ is, there's something, there's, there's some crack about her that's like, it's fun to play. You know, like really like crisp, like standard like just ADC movements, right? You get to abuse your range. You get these strong headshot autos. You know, if they waste their dashes onto you, you just eat away and you're like, yeah, get away, get off me. Um, you do a ton of damage. I like the champ. So I'll, I'll, I'll give that as my pick of the week. Now, you know, next week I might go back to saying no Caitlin, get her away. But for now, we're doing it. Yeah. I think the best part about Caitlin is anyone who puts in like 20 games of her, like, you think that you're a cracked Caitlyn player, like even junglers <laughs> think that they're cracked Caitlyn players. So like that's you know Caitlyn gives back to you and it makes you feel good. And I think another thing that's funny that like has kind of gone on with like league meta is that like everyone gets the reference of like when you say any character like um, Caitlyn or Vi, you always say like oh from Arcane. Like that's right. That's so, like, <laughs> the, the thing is is like I felt like. I was like trying to like start like force that joke in my friend groups, and then it's just like kind of cool to see that like you, everyone else is also doing it, and so like I'm right. not crazy <laughs> for trying to push that joke onto my my groups of people that I know, and then also yeah like I'll just bounce around to different groups, and they're already like on board with like yeah that's five from Arcane like uppercutting me or you know stuff like that. <laughs> uh, so I, love that just I, I love it when you go to I love when you go to a streamer Twitch chat, and it's just like whenever. You know, you're in champ select. They're in champ select, and you know, Vi or Caitlyn or Jinx gets picked, and it's like, oh my god, bat chest, Caitlyn from Arcane, powder from Arcane. Those are funny. I like that meme. Yeah. That's gonna be it for episode 45 of On the Hunt, a League of Legends podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it, and if you did, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on the service that you're listening to us on, if you haven't already. We'd appreciate it if you would also give us a rating or hit the like button to show some support. You can find us on YouTube as well as your podcast player of choice from Apple Podcasts to Spotify and so forth. We'll see you all next week for another episode of On the Hunt. See ya, folks. <laughs>